as we go through life and as we go through different things and uh, deal with different things in our life, that we continue to press into the things of God and use the weapons that he's provided to us through the spirit to conquer and be victorious in life. And that's what we need to do. And that, that's one of the reasons I do the broadcast as early as I do is because uh, it's before the day starts. It's before anything in your day gets going. And it is imperative to uh, put on the armor of God before your day goes forward. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let's read our foundational scripture in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself, itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is a hands-on scripture. Uh, what I mean is, this is well defined by the Apostle Paul, that the weapons and the attack methods that we use in the midst of life for the warfare that we're in, which we are in war. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're at war. It is official. The enemy has uh, has called, you know, has called a fighting match. We're calling his bluff. You know, he, he's been defeated, but he's going to put up a fight on his way down. And, uh, you know, there's not much to it that we have to do to defeat him, but any crevice and crack that you leave unsealed, he'll get into and try and make his way into. So these weapons that the Lord has given us, uh, and Paul so beautifully writes out uh, in many scriptures, is the ability for us to conquer and be victorious in any battle of our life. You are, uh, victory, victory belongs to you. Victory is yours to keep. It's yours to own. And thank God, and uh, we we have been made victorious through Christ Jesus. You're not going to be victorious. You've already been made victorious. Now we're just talking about how to walk out that victory every single day, day after day, day after day. Amen. So the first three weapons we've talked about so far, if you haven't uh, watched the other parts, you could start last Thursday on the 19th. We started this series. Uh, it's a three-part series, Weapons of Our Warfare, and I define different weapons that you can use to be victorious on a regular basis, on a day-to-day -day basis. And so number one, it was prayer and fasting. That's one combined piece, prayer and fasting. You can fast and you can pray. Both are powerful entities. But when you pray and fast, fasting and prayer, it brings to you a spiritual power uh, to overcome certain things. And it, it aligns you or positions you in a way to receive the blessings of God to be uh, to be an overcomer in certain things. Fasting and prayer is a regular should be a regular occurrence of the Christian uh, in a way that you are constantly consecrating yourself, not in a way that you live such a life that you have to continue to fast because you live so immorally that you have to continue to do that. What I'm saying is you have to continually position yourself uh, beneath the hand of God and make sure your life is available under the hand of God. And fasting and prayer does that. So one of the weapons of our warfare is fasting and prayer. Number two is hearing. Hearing, actual, the receptiveness of the things of God. And this is a tool. This is an essential piece to the human anatomy, not just the five senses or, or one of the five senses of hearing, uh, where it goes into your ear canal, but the actual, you could call it listening, the ability to, to listen and hear 
And, and when something is spoken, it can begin to birth and conceive something inside of you. So it starts to grow and conceive a, uh, there's a conception of a, uh, like almost like a baby on the inside of you when words or music or uh, outward, anything around you is, is around you, it begins to birth something on the inside of you. That's an ability that every person has, not just Christians. The Bible says in Romans, <clears throat> Romans 10, that the ability to hear something or the, the, for something to come forth is the power to, for salvation. There's salvation and the power to hear something. Bible says faith comes by hearing. So in order for someone to be saved, they have to be able to hear and and not just hear audibly. You know, you can be deaf and still receive the word of God because you can read. And that's a form of hearing, reading, listening to music, listening to preaching. Those are hearing, even though it doesn't happen in the ear canal. Always you could see something and it'd be a form of hearing because it now births something inside of you. And so hearing the word of God preached to you births faith. And so now you've got prayer and fasting. You're aligning yourself. You're hearing the word of God preached. It gives you a boldness. It gives you faith. It births, uh, it births power inside of you. Number three is obedience. So you're obedient uh, to the word, to what you've heard, to the thing that's been spoken to you. You're obedient now. You, you listen. You do the right thing. You take what was heard and you run with it. In other words, you, you're obedient to what you heard. And you do what was asked of you. You know, the, the analogy that we used was in, uh, is in Matthew where we talk about, uh, Peter, um, being, um, where he was in the boat and with other disciples and Jesus came walking on the water and Jesus called to Peter said, come. And Peter heard that word and there was power that came with the word. And, but the power wasn't activated until Peter stepped out and did something with it. So hearing is one being obedient with the word is another, uh, you got to be obedient to what it is to have the power with what you heard. So there's three powerful weapons. What am, what am I talking about? I mean, we're on a devotional we're, we're committing our day to these things. What am I talking about? The, de- the, the weapons of our warfare are to conquer and be victorious in the war, uh, the warfare that the enemy is going to bring against you. No one is, no one is, uh, um, is, uh, no one is not a part of this. I'm trying to think of the right word. No one is separate from this or, um, can be voided from this there. Every person is, is within this battle in this war and the victories that you have on it are going to depend on these tools that you use on a regular basis. Your words. Now, number four is the, the, the words that you speak is the fourth weapon of our warfare, your words. So the words that you speak that come out of your mouth are the most important tool and weapon within your arsenal. After you've prayed and fast, you've heard obedience. Now it doesn't have to be in this order. I'm just giving you the tools. The, the, the words that come out of your mouth possess power to tilt that warfare one way or the other. And lack of words is the same as, if not worse than, no words at all. Your lack of words. Silence is just as bad as saying the wrong thing. When there's silence, when you don't speak, when the words don't come out, I'm telling you, uh, this this is a... 
it's bigger than the pandemic. It is an epidemic. It is astronomically vigilant now. The enemy is planning attacks. I'm trying to describe. He is extremely laser focused. I'm not giving the enemy glory here and trying to bring attention to him and how what he's doing. But you have to be you have to understand. The enemy is laser focused on your failure. The enemy is laser focused on your demise, on you being defeated and you losing the battle of winning the crown of life and victory that God has set aside for us. I know I'm, I understand I'm susceptible. You're susceptible. We're all within this warfare continually. And those who will rise up, those who will take the uh, the weapons of the and the tools that God has set up for us will see victory in this. We will conquer. We will be victorious. We will overcome anything in this life. What does it say in um, my one of my favorite scriptures in Second Corinthians? Is that thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Always causes us us to triumph. Thank you, Lord. He always causes us to triumph and be victorious in everything that we do. And there's weapons. Let me actually read this to you out of Isaiah. Uh, I want to encourage you. Verse 17 in, in chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. Uh, Jesus, uh, God before this in Isaiah he speaks to uh, uh, through Isaiah here in verse 16 says, behold, I've, cr- I've created. This is God speaking. I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals into the fire and who brings forth an instrument from his work. And I have created the spoiler to destroy and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. God's not going to allow you to be defeated by when you're using the weapons that he's provided for you to be victorious. There's no weapon that's formed against you. That will prosper when you're on the Lord's side and you're using the weapons that are on God's side. You'll, you'll, you will come out victorious every single time. There's no defeat. Say I'm victorious. I will win. Say I've already won. See the devil. You've got to remind the devil. Sometimes the devil's, he he thinks the battle is won meaning that the victory has been won. Listen, you can lose a battle. You could lose a quarter. You know, we've seen, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to use a lot of sport analogies, but we're in the playoffs in NFL, and you can see how quick the tides can turn when it comes to certain games. We've seen some games, even in the wild card games, that the teams are terrible and they get cast into the playoffs because everybody probably wants to make a mockery of them. But you can even see in sports games where things take a certain turn, where things begin to move, and it's like one team has the advantage, and then in the middle of the game, after the second quarter into the second half, the other team just takes the run for it. Listen, the battle, just because another team beats you in one quarter of the game, you've got three more quarters. You've got other battles to win, and there's still a war at hand. So the the battles just because one battle is lost doesn't mean all is ho- all hope is lost and the enemy thinks because he's in a battle with you and he can have some form a glimmer of hope 
in victory over you in some area of your life that he's won the war. Listen, listen, the victory belongs to the Lord. And you've got to remind him sometimes, you know, devil, you've been, defe- you're defeated. You've already been defeated. You, I, I, the Bible says I have, I have power and authority over you and your head is bruised by the heel of my foot. Yeah, you may bruise my heel and that's part of my body, but I'd rather have my heel bruised and your head bruised than my head bruised and be defeated and you stomping on me. I, you've already been defeated. Just remind him of it. And it'll bring victory to you because you're reminding yourself the weapons that have been instilled in me are to win the win the war, not just conquer a tiny battle. I'm going to win the entire war with these weapons. I'm going to continue in. So number four, the fourth weapon is your words. Your words contain power. And so after, uh, these are all different weapons and you don't have to use these weapons all at the same time. One of the, I would say this last weapon that we're discussing today is probably the most important and and most neglected of all of the, well, I can't say most neglected. A lot of these are neglected. I think hearing is the most used because it's the easiest. You're just a receptor of everything that's around you anyway. But words is one of the, one of the least used of these four weapons that we don't regularly take into account that that is a tool for us to be victorious in our day-to-day life is words. We know it. We understand it, but it's critical that your words align with this book and align with this, um, the message from this book. Let me read this to you out of Romans 10. I'm going to pull up the Amplified as well, but I want to read this out of Romans 10 with you. Good morning to everybody. Thank you guys for joining. I appreciate everybody that's on. Let me pull up our chat here. Thank you guys for joining. I appreciate everybody that is on. If you haven't liked the post yet, be sure to like the post and share it if you don't mind. Good morning to everybody. Brother Randy, good morning. God bless you. It is a God morning. Good to see you. Claudette, good morning to you. Thank you for joining. Jared and Mandy, good to see you guys. Thank you guys for joining. I appreciate you being on. Amanda, good morning to you. Thanks for joining. Probably baking already. Mom, good morning to you. Good to see you. Thank you for joining. Appreciate you being on. Good morning, Ben from Palm Compton. Thanks for joining, buddy. I love you, man. Billy, good morning. Thanks for joining. Miss Rosina, thanks for joining. I appreciate you being on. Donna, good to see you. Thank you, Jared, for the help. Appreciate it. Miss Victoria, thank you for joining. I appreciate you being on. Good to see you, Ruth. I appreciate you being on. Thank you for joining. Tell Calvin I said good morning. Romans 10 is where we're going. Romans Romans 10. How are we doing this morning on our stream? Everybody happy with everything? Glory to God. Well, amen. Glory to God. Romans chapter 10. Hey, and a reminder, this podcast is growing. You're, you keep your seats, you front row people here that are on the front row. You watch over these next couple weeks and months. This show is uh, it's about to take a wild turn. So everybody that partners with me, uh, believes with me, thank you guys. You support what we do. Um, what, a ble- what a blessing this is, and I appreciate every single one of you guys. You make this thing happen on a regular basis. Thank you, Lord. 
What I say? Romans 10. Um, where are we at? I got this is a newer Bible. I haven't got it all marked up yet, but I, it's like my studying Bible. So I'm looking for. I just I usually just look for my highlights, but we're gonna go into I believe Romans 10 and 8 or 7. Let's look at 7. Romans 10 and 7. Who will ascend, uh, that is the Christ who is near you? Uh, yes. Or let's go to verse 8. That is to bring up Christ from the dead. Verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith in which we preach. Then it goes on to talk about uh, the power of words and what happens. And he refers to salvation here. So there's no no more powerful outcome that for your words than the miraculous power of salvation. He says, verse eight. But what does what does it say? The word is near you. The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So it comes out of our mouth. The word of faith. Faith comes out to speak and produces something that wasn't there prior to you saying it. Verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, he raised him from the dead, uh, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. So in other words, this is talking about salvation, how to be saved. But that this protocol works in any scenario, in any warfare that you could deal with. So let's take your job, your business, income, money for your life, and use that in this scenario. The word is near you. It's in your mouth. The word of faith in which you preach that if you confess with your mouth the increase of your money and believe in your heart that God has raised your dead money to life again, you will be prosperous. I'm not changing the scripture. This is an exact analogy of of what it takes to be saved. You confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, Jesus died and rose again, you'll be saved. That's how you get saved, is you confess Jesus as your Savior. But we can use this, this, these ingredients or this uh, chemical makeup of faith to for any, any scenario because it's a weapon for your warfare. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes that they're prosperous, and with the mouth confession is made unto their prospering. So your, your prosperity is in the same formula as a, as you getting saved would be. It comes out as um, my money is on its way. I'm increasing. I have money. My money is growing. You speak over your money. And there's other weapons that can grow your money as well within this warfare. But we're talking about standardized weapons that you can use in any scenario. Like you can't sow money in certain scenarios to increase your health, Right you've got to use the the weapons for that particular battle that you're in. And these weapons, these four weapons will work in any scenario in every situation of your life, no matter what the warfare is. But the words that you speak are power to the reality of something that you don't have yet. It takes that the, the form of something as soon as it leaves your mouth. Uh, turn with me into Matthew, Matthew 15. So it's not, just because something comes on, gets in the inside of you, doesn't mean it has to be a chemical makeup of something that becomes a reality for you. You hear the negativity, you hear the things around you, something evil gets on the inside of you. That doesn't have to become a reality for your, for your life and for your future. Matthew 
Matthew, uh, no, it's a uh, 15, not 11. Matthew 15 in verse 11. Jesus said, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. It's not what goes into the body that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. Because something, you so you can be around, some, something can get around you, can get in you, and you not want it there, and you can deal with it before it comes out of you. And one, But once it comes out, once the words are spoken, they're out. They, they, they're loosed, man. It's like my dogs. I've got these four creatures that live in my house, three mini dachshunds, three mini wiener dogs, and I've got one multi-poo. They're all small dogs, but they cause a ruckus. They're just, it's four dogs. What do you do with your life with four dogs? But if, if one of them gets out, listen, if one of them gets out, we've got them restrained. We've got gates up. We've got in the house, outside of the house. I mean, we've got parameters set up for these animals. But if one of them gets out, oh, they're they're gone. They're I mean, they don't hold back. They're just gone. And the other ones just go crazy because the other one got out and they want to get out. So they're like, wait, I'm still restrained. The other one's out. So it causes problems. When words come out of your mouth, good or bad, it causes a disturbance in what is existing around you. When words come out, negative or positively, whatever words come out of your mouth cause a disturbance on the existing things that are around you. And you determine the level of disturbance based on what those words are. You speak death, evil, uh, words of of destruction that's going to produce a disturbance around the existing life around you you produce words of life and peace and increase that's going to cause a disturbance around the things around you it's going to cause an effect no matter what but dylan i've said something before and it hasn't come to pass well either you are doing something wrong or the word is doing something wrong i choose you today it's definitely not the word. It's definitely not what God's done. He hasn't messed up. So let's take the responsibility on ourselves and figure out where could I have done this wrong? Where could I have messed this up? So now let's get this in line. Let's figure this thing out because your words are a weapon for you to win in a victory of any battle that you're in. And I'll tell you a lot of the things that I deal with or you deal, anybody deals with, but I can only speak for myself. The things that I deal with come down to my words. My wife and I had a discussion this weekend, uh, but we were talking about the things that we see are byproducts of words that we have spoken already. And we can only change what we see around us by the words. And there's other weapons you can use that affect outcome. But I'm telling you, if your words aren't lined up, it's almost like that's the first part to the rest of the battle having victory and being won is aligning the words first. Hearing and having your words come out the right way are a big deter a, a, a big determining factor of what the outcome is in a battle or a war for your life. Having the right words come out. Let's see if I've got any other scriptures set aside. Ephesians 6, turn with me there. You know the scripture. Ephesians 6. 
Ephesians 6. Verse 14. Ephesians 6, verse 14. Well, back up to 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. You know the scripture. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. We're in that day. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. We're in that day right now. That day is here. It's come. The evil day is here. And having done all, having done everything that you can to stand and stand therefore, girded your waist with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you, you will be able to quench all, say all of the fiery darts. See the shield of faith, which is what we're talking about. Your words, what is the word of faith? What is faith? It is the words in which we speak. That is That re- produces your level of faith. You can tell your level of faith by the words that come out of your mouth. You want to know someone's faith where they're at? Watch the words that come out of their mouth. Jokingly, not jokingly. I don't care if someone's playful about it. You can determine and judge someone by their level of faith by the words that come out of their mouth. Now, people can fake things. I understand that. But I'm telling you, on a regular, if you put a recorder, Kenneth Hagin used to say that, if you take a little recorder and put it in your pocket and follow it, let it allow it to follow you around all day long, you can determine why someone is in the places that they are in their life based on the things that come out of their mouth. Just a recorder. I'm not even talking about like a GoPro camera to watch. I don't have to watch what you watch. I don't have to see what you see. I just have to hear what comes out of your mouth. I have to hear what comes out of my mouth to determine. I'm not judging anybody. I'm telling you, I can determine where I'm at in my life, why I'm in the place I'm at, why things are the way they are based on what has come out of my mouth. And take on the helmet of salvation, the word, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance, supplication for all saints. And for me, the utterance may be given to me that may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador and change that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. How, how should you speak? How should we speak in within our life today? Faith is, is mixing your words with what you believe. Faith is mixing your words with what you believe. If you don't believe something, if you don't believe something that, as you should, change what you believe. How do you change what you believe? You hear something different. You can change your belief, in, belief system by hearing enough information. It's information is the only thing that can change your belief. You can see something and not believe it. There's so many things today that I see that I don't believe. And it's not my fault anymore. Well, if we get to the root of it, it is my fault because I'm the one that's seen the things that I've seen. But you, you've got so many videos today. If you show anybody any video today in society, their immediate reaction, is that real? Is that fake? Because it, there's been so many... Uh, 
imposters or so many fabrications of things, it's hard to believe that anything's real anymore. Oh, is that real? Is that fake? Is that true? And the, the, the truth of the matter is that you don't have to, that you, your belief is not dependent on you seeing something as reality. Hearing over and over and over information that goes into your spirit will continually produce a belief inside of you. And I want to encourage you today. I want to say this to you. If you've missed it and you don't believe in something, your faith has waned with your confession. That's not the root. The root is what you believe. You will only repeat what you really believe. And so it's not, it's not time to start saying things willy nilly. You've, you've got to start hearing some things because faith doesn't come by speaking. Uh, results are produced by speaking. Faith is produced by hearing. It's start. It's time to begin hearing again. Start listening again. You know, one of the easiest things to do, I'll give you a little tip here and I'll close with this. Uh, t- something I do is I go back and listen to my pastor. Whoever your pastor is, whoever my pastor is, I'll go back and listen to the previous service from my pastor because it's very relevant for me. And just because it's available online, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but just because it's available online doesn't mean you should, you know, watch it. It may not be for you, you know, and and pastors have a way of speaking directly to the people that they're shepherding, that they're over. And so if you need to begin hearing new things, go back, go listen to the previous mid-service midweek service go back and listen to the last sunday service and get that stuff in you listen to it five ten times i guarantee you every time you listen to it you'll get something new out of it every time and you begin to get that belief on the inside of you but you have to take that belief and begin speaking with it if you want to see the victory in the battles of war the warfare that's in your life regardless if you want it or you don't you're in the midst of war hope this helped you this has been a great um uh this has been a great series that we did mini part series whatever you want to call it i hope it blessed you be sure to share the post hit the like button on my on my broadcast on youtube and then be sure to share the post if you if you know if you don't mind i think it'd be a wonderful thing if you could uh uh let people know about this and um series is siri is talking to me i don't i don't know i don't want to talk to you siri um Anyway, be blessed today. I love you so much, but be sure to share this on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, post something on, uh, on, uh, on your story, on your post, whatever you can do. It just helps get the word out. I love you. Be blessed today. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for our morning devotional. Love you and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.